Welcome to episode 48 of Gears and Beers, the live portion of the, of the Life Short Live Free podcast where three freedom-loving, gun-toting capitalist pigs talk about gear we love, gear we hate, gun industry news, and whatever the hell else we happen to feel like that night. Tonight on the agenda, ATF doing ATF things. Smith & Wesson drops a new pistol. Federal drops a new carry ammo. And what if firearms were fast food restaurants? Our panel tonight is made up of Mr. Andrew Johnson, Sam, the owner of Shyworks, and I'm your host, Box. This show is sponsored by Shyworks, Iowa's preferred Cerakote applicator and ballistic imagery. Sam, tell us a little bit about Shyworks and what's been going on over there. Uh, well, today I was, uh, I was working on a Glock, making this custom package, multi-cam. Um, the owner brought it into us, just a, a stock Glock 45, and he wanted stippling, slide milling, RMR cut, and some Cerakote. Um, so that's, that's basically what we do. We take the custom, whatever the customer wants, make a mock-up, you know, just so you can kind of see it on, on a uh, computer and turn your, turn your vision into, into, into reality, just whatever you want. So, um, like Jesse said, we are Iowa's customer preferred Cerakote applicator. We do serve the entire U.S. all over. So um, if you... Christ almighty. Shit show. Okay, go on, Sam. If you go on and if you, if you go where? <laughs> if you go to Shy... Sorry, sorry, folks. We are having some technical difficulties. Box is, Box is struggling with the technology tonight. Well, everything's, <laughs> on a, everything's on a timer and it just does its own thing. So... Ah. Well, as I was saying, we was talking about Shyworks, and I was also saying uh, if you head over to Shyworks.com, you can use coupon code LSLF10. You can get 10% off everything in your cart, anywhere, anything from lasered magazines to Glock backplates to mag bases, patches, shirts. Um, L- coupon code LSLF10 will get you 10% off everything. So go and check that out. And also you can get a hold of us on Facebook. Um, and just give us a shout with any questions you got, and we're more than help, happy to uh, help you out. Sure thing. We're also brought to you by Ballistic Imagery. Photography, videography, and wall art for those of us that love freedom. Take your business to the next level by giving it the look it deserves. They can provide you with product photos for your website, images for an advertisement, content for your social media, or even film a commercial. Or if you're just looking to hang something on your walls, check out BallisticImagery.com and use code GEARSANDBEERS for 10% off your order. Ballistic Imagery, bulletproof quality. See for yourself on Facebook and BallisticImagery.com. Okay, can someone, like, confirm that we're still, like, alive and not everything's... Nothing's not all fucked up? I I can confirm. Yeah, I'm watching. Excellent. I'm watching. I'm not seeing anybody in the chat though. So if you're if you're in here, say hello. Uh, tell us what you're drinking, whatever. Just say you're in here and, and you're watching. We like uh, we like cus- or we like fan interaction. So get in that chat. Absolutely. What are you drinking, Sam? Whiskey. Um, just just the the Revel Stoke roasted pecan, the same mm-hmm. as I was last time. It's pretty much my go-to. I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Mm. What about you, Johnson? Uh, well, I've got one of these Founders Breakfast Stouts left. <laughs> and then uh, when that's gone, I've got my favorite beer. Good old Green Belt Premium. Mm. Have you actually had that breakfast beer for breakfast? I have not. No. 
Would it be a good breakfast? I don't believe so. No. <laughs> good evening, Miles. <laughs> What's it taste like? Um. So it says it's a double chocolate coffee oatmeal stout, and I mean to tell you, this shit is blacker than four in the morning. It's a dark, dark, dark beer, but it's good. It's got some coffee. I would say it's more of like a chocolatey coffee thing <clears throat> is how I would describe it. Doesn't, doesn't sound good. Good for like one. And then, then it's, yeah, a, you absolutely cannot drink more than one. Right. No, definitely very heavy. Josh says he's drinking banana bread beer. Hmm. That's Actually, intriguing. Yeah. And the only reason that the only reason I would think that's not totally disgusting is that that banana whiskey we tried that was actually really freaking good. What's that? What howler? howler head. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. That uh but I don't know. The banana whiskey, like it was better than I expected it to be, but a banana bread beer. I don't didn't know. We, didn't we try the banana and peanut butter together? Ah, beer on Floyd. I don't remember. Didn't I we try what? I don't think we did. I don't recall anyways. I don't Maybe think I we've ever mixed anything I did that. Else. I did that for a uh, shot for Patriot Poker. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it was oh. actually pretty good. I mean, peanut I, butter whiskey I, and Howlerhead, yeah. Yeah, I had to take it, and it was actually <laughs> yeah. pretty, pretty delicious. Mm. Yeah, that's what it was. We were playing Patriot Poker, and... I mixed that up. That would explain why I don't remember that. Miles, I am also drinking some ice cold, refreshing uh, agua, aqua, but I. Uh, His is frozen and he's trying to melt it with some whiskey. Yes. <laughs> it's very good this way. You should really try it. It's just delicious. Uh, Joel says Old Smoky Peach Whiskey. Have we? We've had Old Smoky. I don't know if we had peach, though. What? Which one was it? I don't it? recall. I don't know what we had. Did we have like a black cherry or something, maybe? Or I do not recall. Or is the know. mango habanero the only old smoky that we have? Ooh, that may be the only one that we've had. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should get a, a half ass decent one and try it. Yeah. So, than... Joel, if you're into old smoky, go grab some mango habanero. It's delicious. You'll <laughs> love it. It's not. It's not. We've tried a couple of different peach whiskeys, haven't we? I think so. Yeah, I think Bird Dog was maybe one. Bird Dog was one of the first ones we did. Uh, any of those caramels? Yeah, uh, I got one or two set on top of the fridge. I got to finish yet. They were actually very good. She made me, my neighbor made me some uh, some some whiskey like taffies or whatever for Christmas. They were actually freaking delicious. Bunch of different kind of flavors and stuff. They were really good. Huh. I enjoyed them thoroughly. I've got a jar of. Uh hot apple pie that uh, a co-worker of mine made that is damn good that I've been sipping on slowly that shit's that's in dangerous. the fridge and that is really calling my name right now actually I think me and Box were just talking about that on the podcast you were gone on uh, the, uh, mm. how dangerous that stuff is yeah. oh it's good man it's good yep okay well should we move on folks Who's the Russian? Get out of here. We should. Remove. You go.
you guys know how we all uh, love the ATF around here. So, Tam, <laughs> Sam, how about you tell us a little bit about what the ATF has been doing? Well, um, last year, sometime, I'm not sure the exact date, but the ATF raided Diversified Machine, um, took all their inventory, uh, took down the website, but then they also uh, uh, took all their files and everything, their customer files. And the reason for this raid was um, if basically, if you're not familiar with, a, with what a solvent trap is, it's essentially a, a suppressor before anything is drilled. So all the cups in it, they're just cups. That's what they call them. And they're not drilled through. They use them as solvent traps, essentially. And what Diversified Machine was doing was in the end caps, they put little dimples just right in the very center of the end caps. And according to the ATF, this made them no longer a solvent trap, but an actual suppressor, which is beyond stupid in any, you know, let's use some common sense here, folks. Um, but essentially what they, what they were saying was all their customers then bought illegally bought suppressors and not solvent traps. So recently they've been sending out, there's been a lot of folks getting notices from the ATF telling them that they illegally bought suppressors and they need to turn them into their local ATF office. Um, so it's, it's obviously a, 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 an issue, a huge issue, because most of those folks that bought, there's, there's a massive market that buy these things, form one them completely legally and turn them into, into homemade suppressors. This is a, a big market. It's completely legal. People have been doing it for years and years. It's not some black market under the table bullshit. This is legit. Um, so now the issue is all those people that bought those and legally turned them into suppressors, they form one them when technically what they needed to do was form for them, which would be uh, they were legally allowed to, to purchase a suppressor. A form one is saying you're manufacturing one. So now all these people that, ha that have them already and they form one them. Well, that was incorrect because they already they should have formed form them for form for them. So uh, it's just an entire clusterfuck once again, complete and non complete and total nonsense from the ATF. Um, so, and if you've received one of these, best thing you can do is just go and talk to a lawyer. Um, you know, and, and go from there. My suspicion, my suspicion is if you form one it. I bet you, I would, I would suspect they're probably not going to do too much to you. Um, you know, I don't know what they possibly could do because you were trying to follow the law, but either way, it's a giant clusterfuck and fuck the ATF. That's uh, pretty much, pretty much the overlying uh, uh, theme of, of, of that there. So I feel like that's the underlying theme of every time the ATF does anything. That's just our theme of this uh, of, giant clusterfuck uh, and fuck the ATF. I mean, it's just kind of the specialty there. Yeah, it's kind of pretty much the theme of this uh this podcast. Actually, the entire podcast. We could just rename the entire podcast. Fuck the ATF. <laughs> I'm th I'm thinking we would probably do worse than we do already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know what's gonna happen. Um. I think if you have those parts, you would be wise to, well, I, I don't know, destroy them, get the hell rid of them, 
form form one them and make it legal i i, I don't know what the the correct uh, scenario is in that situation hide them bury them yeah do something with them but i doubt i who knows what it's going to come to i'm sure somebody's going to get raped with it but um i i yeah who knows how it's going to all turn out um also of note the department of justice uh recently put out a deal did you did you guys see this they put out a new ruling that says if you're an FFL and you sell guns, you also have to set, have to sell storage de- storage devices like lockable storage devices for every single gun that you sell. So if you sell pistols, you got to sell ones big enough to lock those up. If you sell like big ass rifles, like in the background, you got to sell storage. You know, uh, I don't know if there's cases or something that's lockable that that will fit that gun in there as well. So they just randomly says, oh, by the way, guys, you need to, we decided, we decreed. So did you guys hear about this? No. This, just, this is you, a very. We're not NFL or we're not <laughs> FFL. So, well, this is a very, this is just came out recently, but more absolute fucking nonsense. Let's, let's, let's not even pay attention to, you know, actually making laws. We're just going to decree them. So yeah. yeah. I'm not going to fucking do that. Laws that they can't enforce anyways. Right. No, I'm not going to fucking do that. I'm not. I'm, no, it's ridiculous. My, my congressman did not pass any law that says I have to do it. So blow me. <laughs> yeah. Like Josh says, every gun is sold with a lock. And that used to be, that used to be sufficient. There you go. That was, you know, you're supposed to have those. It's, in it's inoperable if the lock is in place. Right. So. Right. And that used to be sufficient. You had to have those in the shop, you know, at least and fine. That's okay. I could have one hang two, three hanging on the wall. Fine. I'm not going to keep a fucking gun safe, you know, and (laughs) that's ridiculous. (laughs) There was a while ago, I think it was, uh, I want to say Pennsylvania, a bill being, uh, um, yeah, well, they had like, they, they were requiring and California, both they were safe trying to, or presenting safe storage bills. No, no, this is something else. This was requiring FFLs or gun stores to lock down every single firearm every single night with like a half inch steel bar or whatever. Jesus, Mary and George take them all and place them <laughs> into a safe. Hmm. That's like a couple hours work every single, like several hours work every single day for any fairly decent sized gun shop. I don't know if it ever went everywhere. I kind of doubt it, but. I hope there's not a Cabela's in that state. Fuck. No shit. (laughs) Josh is asking if the locks from the manufacturer would not suffice. The way that I understood it was no, because obviously every gun is, you know, is sold with one. So why would they? You know, why would they put out? The they probably don't know that they very well may not. Let's, you know, the people making the laws and the rules don't know jack shit. So no, it's a very good chance that they don't. Dumb. So, yep. I just wanted to touch on that, but we can keep her, keep her moving along. Okay. Um, let's move on then to, uh, I suppose we'll move on to Smith and Wesson. They quietly released, they didn't make any announcements whatsoever about this thing. They have released the CSX, which is a micro compact 
but it's actually that's not just a reimagining of one of their previous lines. This is an entirely new line of firearms for for Smith and Wesson. It's an aluminum frame micro compact. It's got three point one inch barrel. It's a hammer fired and it's single action only. Throw up a picture here. It's looks pretty similar to like the Sig nine thirty eight. Same kind of idea as the Kimber Micro nine or the Springfield nine eleven. Yeah, I mean, it, just judging off the looks, which is not important at all, shouldn't be anyways. It doesn't look like I would like it very much, but it's also got a set, like a, I couldn't find any official numbers on it. A trigger in the seven pound range, six and a half, seven pounds, and I've heard it's pretty, it's pretty gritty and not great. It's also a, like it's not a single stack like all these other. This is kind of a, a first. This is, so it's kind of a new thing for the industry. This is a stack and a half. So it's a 10, 10 round magazine or a 12 round magazine, obviously just like the shield plus and all those other comes in at 19 and a half ounces. It's got ambi safeties and a slide lock. You can swap the mag release, which it's not just like all the other swappable ones where you can just take the same one out and flip it to the other side. They actually ship another one, with it and it's got interchangeable back straps i'm not sure what to think about this so a single it's just action. a hammer fired shield plus mm, it's well it's an aluminum frame i suppose aluminum frame so is this there like i don't know I really don't I mean, know what to think what's about the, this. What's the benefit of the aluminum frame over the polymer frame of a shield? Weight. Shield uh, plus. A little bit. You get a little bit more weight. It's a very, very small package, so you get a little bit more weight and help eat up a little bit of the recoil. Yeah. A lot of people, I mean, there's a lot of people that prefer metal frames over polymer. Just the, the general feel of them. They like the little, yeah. more, little bit more rigidity to them, too. I don't know. I honestly don't know what to think about this. I think it's kind of weird that they're offering offering that it's only that's a single action only and not DASA. Yeah. Which I think is that's probably why they had the the seven pound seven pound trigger is because it's right. single action only. So you're carrying cocked and locked. So they're figuring. Oh, yeah, we got it. Yeah, but all the people who want to buy like a hammer fired gun, they're going to be like, well, you know, because it's inevitably going to be 70 year old men who are like, well, it's not safe to carry with the, you know, the hammer cocks. So we need to put the hammer down. I don't know. I just, to me, there's, it's, it's definitely new and it's definitely different. I'll give them that like building the aluminum frame for it. That I think is cool. I would agree with the weight thing, trying to get the weight up a little bit on, you know, on a micro compact like that, but why they felt the need to go hammer fired and especially single action only hammer fired for a concealed carry gun just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah. I guess I don't quite, quite get it. <clears throat> I mean, 
but really it's not much different than a striker fired. I mean, you rack a slide and you're, you know, in a striker fired, you're cocked and locked, ready to go. Mm -hmm. The only difference with this is, you know, you rack the slide and your, your, your hammer's back. I mean, what's the difference? Because in a, you know, striker fired, if you pull the trigger, it goes bang this, you pull it. It's what's, I mean, really, what is the difference? There's Other a bunch, than, there's like, there's a bunch of internal safeties on striker fires for one. I don't know, which I don't know. I guess I don't know if they somehow pulled that off with this, but that's generally like the, that's in a, one of the big appeals of hammer fires of double action, single action is once it, once it's, once it's cocked, that single action is a very smooth, crisp, light, clean, nice yeah. trigger. Whereas this, they made it, no, a seven pound gritty fucking trigger. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know what their, I don't know what their reasoning um, behind this was. Rather than just to, I mean, expand their line again a little bit, they didn't have really much to compete with, like the Kimber Micro Nine and shit. I don't know. Right, but but that's not taking much of the market anyway. Everything's moving towards micro compacts, you know, and away from these from the, this, these type of firearms. This is a micro compact. <laughs> well, I mean, like micro compact, like the freaking striker fired, even, you know, subcompacts, you know, striker fired stuff. I think uh, they saw an opportunity to actually be the first in the industry to do something late, like lately <laughs> in, the, in the last, in the last several years, there's been a lot of changes in the industry with the, with the, mm -hmm. with the stack and a halves and all that stuff. And they've been lagging behind in that. They saw an opening here with these hammer fired micro compacts that didn't have stack and a halves available yet. So they're like, hmm, maybe we should try that. I'm, I'm that, I don't know what else. Is there, I mean, yeah, other than like ideas. 1911s, are there many micro compact hammer fires out there? I really don't know much about them. So I, I, I guess... don't, I don't think a ton. No, but I mean, there are, but you always not... hear, people talking about like shit getting jammed between the firing pin and the hammer. Do you, like to me, that doesn't seem like a, it's possible, but it's not a likely scenario. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like the only thing that made me think of it was the other day I saw a video or something. A guy was, uh, carrying it like outside the waistband on like his three o'clock. And he was like describing, you know, if you get into a tussle with somebody and you end up on the ground and you're on that side and that fucker's dragging through the dirt, you could have a problem. And I was like, well, if you carried appendix, you wouldn't have that problem. But then, you know, I was like, okay, I guess I could kind of see where he's coming from. Like some people, you know, do carry outside the waistband three o'clock. Yeah. What I about... What about if they're trying to trying to capture the market that is not ready to switch to the striker fired yet? The like the older the older generation that are all about the 1911s and all that, you know, with the single stacks. What about if they're trying to capture that that audience that is more likely to switch to a hammer fired gun? And you said this. How many? What's the capacity of this? Ten to twelve. So instead of going from, you know, those little tiny 1911s with five or six or seven rounds, whatever it is, you get, you know, something that looks similar, you get your hammer and everything, plus you get the benefit of having, so it's kind of like a, it's kind of like the gateway drug. They're just trying to 
to steal yeah. some of that <clears throat> to steal some of that stuff from the older generation that are still intent on the on the the you know 1911 or no other way you know that kind of crowd maybe yeah yeah it looks like each micro nine includes an extended seven round magazine on the Kimber micro nine. So they are seven rounds. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't hate it. Uh, it's, it's different. It's, I, I guess it'd be interesting to shoot and see how poppy, how much difference it is. Like, you I'd know. like to compare it to a shield. Right. Yeah. And, and see kind of if there is a noticeable difference in felt recoil, because I mean, I don't know to me, they could have, I suppose they wouldn't be breaking into a new market by doing an aluminum framed shield plus, right? No, not really. That wouldn't really be anything new. So maybe you're right. They wanted to break into a newer market and they went hammer fired for that reason, I suppose. Yeah. And, and I guess it makes sense if, if a guy's, you know, an, an older, older fella, you know, one of the night had 1911s his entire life is in the gun store, you know, what's going to, what's he more likely to buy one, you know, like a th- piece 365, you know, striker fired or one that looks a little bit more like what he's used to carrying and what he's been used to his entire life. Just, yeah, I suppose that's really the only thing I can think of, but. I was I was seeing comments when I was I watched a couple of videos earlier and I was looking through the comments and there was people saying this is stupid for Smith and Wesson to release it because they've just released the, the Shield Plus not that long ago and they're like this is just going to take away sales away from the Shield Plus. No it's not. They're two different completely different firearms. They're marketed right. to completely different people. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. And then, and then that's like saying you shouldn't expand your product line to, to include different. Yeah. You know, that's, like, that's when, a ridiculous way of reasoning. Yeah. Well, like right. when should they wait to release a new product? They just wait until people well, are not buying released, the Shield they just Plus released, Yeah, they just released the M&P in 10 millimeter. Yeah. Why would they release this? That's two handguns in like less than a few months. Ridiculous. <laughs> You know, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of looking at like these micro nines and like these micro 1911s. And I think this is basically a direct competitor, right? Pretty much. Because they're agree. single, the, the 1911s are single action only. Yeah, I would, I would, I would agree that that's, they are. Well, I, I believe so. I think the majority of them. I'm sure there's a few micro 1911s that the the vast majority of 1911s are just single action. Yeah. Right. So I think this is kind of really a direct competitor to, like you say, the like micro nine and these micro 1911 guns. But they, maybe yeah. that's the market share they're going for. But then I don't, those are 1911s. I can guarantee they have a night. They don't have a fucking seven pound trigger. It's no, because probably just, smooth, not gritty too. Yeah, well, 1911s typically have nice, smooth, yeah. clean triggers. I mean, that's what but they just, They always have manual safeties on them, so that's you know. Does this come with a? This is I'm sure only offered with a manual safety. Yeah, being hammer fired, I'm sure you can only get it with a manual safety. So, yep. 
Yep. There's no reason for them to make it such a shitty trigger pull. Yeah, I wonder if they were so focused on other parts of it that they just forgot. <laughs> oh, Maybe. they released it and they're like, ah, oh, fuck the trigger. We forgot the trigger. This really sucks. <laughs> oh, well. I yeah. was another thought I had, though, I was kind of wondering that they're probably not expecting this to be like a huge hit, which is which probably why they didn't advertise it at all. I mean, right. it was leaked a few days ago because somebody that, like a gun shop that had just received some in took a picture of it and posted it on Reddit or something. And that was just a few days ago, and now they're available already, I think. So hmm. they didn't want to drop, apparently, a ton of money on advertising or to hype it all up. Probably because they right. do not see a whole lot of money coming in from it, I bet. And not optics ready, I see. Right. No, um, but these micros, mo a lot of those, well, very few of the micros are. You get the subcompacts, and those are, but the micros really aren't too much. But yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, what do you what do you consider like a P three sixty five? I consider it. I would consider that a subcompact. Well, you're wrong. It's a micro. That's a micro. Right, but I don't like that's not well your classification <laughs> and the rest of the fucking world don't aren't the same thing. I know, but that's not that small of a gun. That's not really that it's small. the like, same size as this is. I consider like a like a like a bodyguard and like the freaking 380 the micro compacts. That's just my personal, you know. I consider a, a 365 and the same thing with like a, a 43. Well, I'll tell you this a Glock 19 is a so where does where do you draw the line between compact, subcompact, and micro then? What's a what's a Glock nineteen? That's a compact. Okay. What's a subcompact then? Forty three. And the forty two would be like kind of a micro. That's just my way. My and and <laughs> I I feel like a three sixty five is more along the lines of a forty three. You know, subcompact. Than it is, it's, that's closer to that than it is a micro. They're all and, they're and, all micros. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> I, I guess what because like the Glock twenty six is a subcompact, but then the forty two, the forty three, forty three X, those are all micros. The, if you consider a forty three X a micro, you're fucking high. Like, I understand that that's probably what it's technically classified as, but really, are you fucking kidding me? There's no way, in, there's no way that's a micro. You see what I'm saying? I mean, a 43X is a, is a, there's, that's, that's not that small of a gun. Is it like a, that's about as small as I would ever want to fucking shoot right yeah, i realize there's like the little ruger lcps and all these little tiny fucking things but there's a reason they're all in 380 yeah like that's what i consider <laughs> because literally you can only hold it with three fingers right <laughs> that's what i personally consider a micro like those little tiny itty bitty 380 things but you know i don't make the rules i just i just paint guns so what the hell do i know <laughs> You just just because of the term just because of the term micro, it's throwing you off here. You're like, it's micro, so it has to be super tiny. It has to be the tiniest ones. Well, I mean, I guess I understand what you're saying, but I, I don't know. 
so then, uh, well, I don't want to keep fucking going on in this boring tangent, but asking Sam his opinion on how asking Sam why he's wrong, I guess, well, you, you know, you're not going <laughs> to, like, well, we've been doing this long enough. You know, you two are not going to change my mind. So we might as well just fucking move. Oh, we both know that you're just wrong. We like to make you explain why you're wrong. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We change your mind. It just happens slowly over time. You don't, and you don't really realize that it's happening. <laughs> Yeah, because it'll be like three months from now, and you'll be like, you know, I've been thinking about getting another micro. <laughs> like, you know, if I could have another 43X laying around. <laughs> I'll buy another 43X. I ain't buying anything fucking smaller than that. I've kind of, I don't know. I've been slowly changing my mind. It's like oh, wow. I have the, well, I've got the 43X, and I can't decide if I want to go to like a 48 or if I'm going to a 48, do I just go to a 19? If I go to a 19, do I just go to a 45? Why timeout? Why would you ever go from a 43 X to a 48? If you have a red dot on there, as far as a concealed carry gun. Cause it's a longer barrel. But what does that matter? Like for a concealed carry, when you already have the red dot, you're not, you, I could see if, if there's like, this is pre red dot when you're just, you, you know, a longer sight picture, obviously you're going to get a little bit better, but when you have a red dot, well, I would put there, a red dot on either one. Right. Exactly. So what's the point? Better muzzle velocity. Okay. I, I can, whatever, but I'm sure it's, I'm, I'm sure it's very little, but all right. I can, at least, at least that's a legit argument. Sure. Terminal ballistics. I don't know. I just like, I go down the rabbit hole of like thinking, um, maybe I'd like something a little bigger instead of having <laughs> don't this. We all, buddy. Hey, don't we all <laughs> instead of the 43 X and like, man, should I go back to a 19? Should I get another 19? And then it's like, well, should I just get a 45? Well, yeah, actually <sighs> this, this is a 45 and I'm really, yeah. I'm really digging on this. You know, you get the full, full purchase right there and you get you know you get a this uh magwell on it kind of gives a little hump and it's it's nice it feels really freaking nice i thought the I 45s were the 22s that's 44 uh, fucking yeah, that, glock that, numbers 44 45 is a 17 box. a 45 is a 17 frame with a 19 slide it's basically a 19x just a lot of fucking numbers with glock yeah yeah it's a 19x just black Right, exactly. Yes. Can't figure out how to name things without numbers Dude, and the letter just, X. Like a Glock 45 is a nine millimeter, but the actual, like a Glock 22 and a Glock 23, the Glock 22 is actually in, you know, it's like, and none of it makes sense. None of it makes no. sense at all. No. <laughs> just, just smile and play along. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, none of it makes sense at all. What do you suppose this Enrique fellow is talking about? He's I don't know. I think he wants us to talk about the 30 super carry, but the rest of it, I'm not sure. Um buddy, we don't speak, I'm assuming is that Spanish? I, unfortunately, I can't speak uh what are they speaking Brazil? Do they Argent I thought Spanish. I just thought it was Spanish. Yeah. Uh, I feel yeah. like they speak Argent Argentinian? I don't know. Argentinian? It's, it's Does that, sound, that doesn't sound right. 
No, it's Spanish. Pretty sure it's just Spanish. I, I don't. <laughs> ah, now you're going to make me look. It's a different dialect of Spanish or something. Yeah. Life short, live free is freaking international, man. Well, Anyways, I suppose uh, it's Portuguese. Mm. That's pretty close to Spanish, right? It's pretty close. Yeah. It's the same thing. But also, but also, so is French. So, or Italian. I mean, <laughs> Italian is very close to Spanish. So, I mean, it's all foreign to me. So, <laughs> see what you did there. Touche. Uh, I'm pretty fucking clever. I know. No. Is touche French then? That sounds, sounds good. <laughs> sure. Yeah, we'll sure. go with that. Correct, it, correct us in the comments if we're wrong, but yes, that sounds fantastic. We're usually wrong. There's going to be a lot of corrections. <laughs> yeah, you guys are... Well, I suppose get your we, keyboards warm. <laughs> we better give uh, old Henrique what he's, what he's waiting for here and talk about the new 30 Super Carry from Federal. This was just announced, just announced today, actually. Nobody really saw it coming, I don't think. Anyways... This new 30 Super Carry, I don't have a whole lot of information about it here. I just have a few statistics, or whatever you want to call them. The HST is going to be 100 grains. The ballistics in their gel or whatever that they did their tests in is 15 and a half, inch, uh, 15 and a half inches of penetration, yeah. 0.53 inches of expansion, and 347 foot-pounds of energy at 1,250 feet per second, compared to the 9-millimeter 124-grain HST, which gets 14.5 inches of penetration, 0.571 inches of expansion, 364 foot-pounds of energy at 1,150 feet per second. So it's pretty comparable ballistics to... Your HST nine millimeters. I didn't look at all your other options of of nine right. millimeter HST is just kind of pretty much the standard in, in carry ammo these days. So, but it's so it's smaller with comparable ballistics. So in like a ten round uh, magazine, you can get two extra rounds in it, which is pretty nice. I mean, that seems the way to be the way the market is going these this day and age is smaller and smaller and more right and it's initially going to be available in the mmp shield plus the shield ez the nighthawk custom president and the nighthawk grp so and the jackhawk 9000 so the, oh, also just also <laughs> just to clarify this is from my understanding it's kind of like a, a 32 caliber bullet um basically like a 32 super so it's it's just a little bit longer um but the, i watched a little video on it from federal and it seems like it could be a pretty pretty slick little round if it lives up to to what, everything they're saying that it's going to live up to yeah it's hard I'm, it's hard to say with new new calibers i mean we've had it seen, seen it time after time where a new com caliber comes out and it seems really promising and then it just kind of piddles out and doesn't go. Anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it does sound like this is obviously the capacity. That's a more capacity, uh, similar ballistics to a nine mil, um, which is promising. Um, 
and reduced recoil was my uh, slightly reduced recoil was my understandings my understanding of it which was win 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 that sounds it sounds pretty good to me so maybe um it'd be interesting to see how this compares to, to a 380 because those are all the benefits of a well reduced recoil that's really the benefit of a 380 so if you get you know is this something that could I wouldn't call it a nine mil killer because that's so established that there ain't no way in hell that's going anywhere. I looked into maybe, that. I looked into that earlier. I didn't. I looked through a list. Obviously, I didn't spend a lot of time. But the most powerful in terms of foot pounds of the three eighty was like two hundred ninety four foot pounds of energy at like eleven hundred feet per second or something like that. That was a plus P round too from a hundred grain bullet. So 53, some more or so foot pounds, mm -hmm. which, and I mean, so it's close, a lot closer to the nine millimeter than it is the 380. Sure. Sure. Right. And it, go ahead, Johnson. I th the only thing that I'm not, I guess, quite understanding is why they're like, the 15 and a half inches of penetration, which is an inch more than the nine millimeter. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't, I don't understand how that is like this big benefit, I guess. Like, I don't see that as being a huge benefit. Um, like I like that. It's just as good of energy, basically 347 foot pounds versus 364 for, you know, the HST stuff. I, I just don't see the additional one inch of penetration through heavy clothing being, you know, this great statistic that they show. I think mainly they're just, they're just throwing that in there to say, Hey, see this we're it's you know, comparatively, power. Yeah. comparatively we're, we're pretty dang close to where, to where nine mil is. Um, yeah. And if, uh, I mean, really reasonably thinking like they were saying you could get two extra rounds in a, is it a single <clears throat> stack? Double stack. Rounds? That's yeah, well, I guess I didn't see, I did see something about single stacks, but I don't remember the numbers, but yeah, it was so considerably just, more in a single stack. Let's just use our imagination here. Let's say some, something like a 43X with with uh, shield arms uh, mags in it. You know, you get 15 rounds. What if you could get 17 rounds, uh, 17 or 18 rounds? We'll just say mm -hmm. 17. Two extra rounds um, with very comparable ballistics. You know, that's so now you you're walking around with a seven with a 43X. You know that that's micro compact, micro compact. And you get the, as many rounds as you do with a freaking Glock 17, you know, a, a, a full, a full freaking size gun. Mm -hmm. And if your ballistics are just slightly under, you know, I'm never going to carry a 380. That's just never going to happen. But I could see myself, you know, if the ballistics and, and your, the power is still there, you know, maybe just slightly under just a little bit, but you get two extra rounds. Yeah. I mean, at that point, why not just carry a 17? You can probably get 22 rounds in there. Uh, because now we're like, really talking. A fellow like me, I'm extremely picky about the shit that I carry, and there's no way that I could carry a, a gun that big. Even even my 19, I 
I can't tell, talk myself into carrying that. So I should just buy a Deagle this year and carry it daily, carry it for like a month. <laughs> I tell you what, I got one in the shop. You can come, you can sh- come shove it in your pants and see how much you hate it before you go and buy it. Spend two. Oh, I'm going to get somebody to make a fucking badass holster for it. If it wasn't so goddamn heavy, it would be doable. But <laughs> you, you, that holster better have fucking suspenders, man, because <laughs> that thing is, that thing is brutal. <laughs> Yeah, but see, I could just like not wash my pants for like a month, then they'd be so fucking rigid that they would just hold themselves up. I wouldn't need even a belt, probably. Extra starch. <laughs> I uh, uh, Juan has had an interesting comment. He says he wonders if thirty super carry is the reason Sig didn't put out its three sixty five three eighty. Wondering if we might see a three sixty five thirty super carry. I don't. I don't know. That, you know that's, that... that's interesting, but I also have the thought that if that were the case, that they would have released it like at the same time, like today, the same way they released the Smith and Wesson and the Nighthawks. Right. Or, right. What, or yeah. was Sig planning on dropping the 365 380 and they dropped it? I had never, I'd never heard. I hadn't, what, I hadn't heard anything about that, either. Right. but yeah, box, you mentioned, you said the Smith and Wesson, you mentioned that they're the shield 2.0 is coming out with this, right? The shield plus and the shield easy. Yes. Okay. Okay. Which is, which is promising. I mean, if, if federal federal is the one, you know, the, the, the develop this ammo and if they got the big manufacturers with it already, you know, Smith and Wesson, that's pretty that that's that's saying something i think but yeah. the question is where the hell are you going to get ammo right that was another thing people were throwing a fit about too like you guys can't keep up with the ammo that you already offer but now you're offering yet another caliber on top of that right well you got to keep innovating i mean this this supply shortage ain't going to go on forever and ever and ever you know eventually it's going to wane and if you're not innovating you know during the time that it's you're, you know, the supplies chain is struggling, you know? Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I, I think it's about time that, you know, we either see a new, I don't know. It just seems weird that we haven't seen, you know, we see all these new rifle cartridges every year. We've got the, you know, the, what was the, hybrid ammo that sig came out with there was there's been like the six eight western there's been the six millimeter arc there's been you know all of the stuff that's come out for the rifle side of things in the last five years ten years and pistol cartridges have really stayed the same for a long time yeah and i think you make a good point johnson and i think that's because you know, with rifle cartridges, you can play around with the bottleneck and, and, you know, the sizing a lot more than you can with a, with a pistol. I mean, straight wall, essentially you're stuck to straight wall and, and common, uh, you know, bullet sizes. So what's the, what was that, uh, FK Bruno seven, five Bruno. Yeah. That was bottleneck. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I believe. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I really think the bottleneck, uh, the bottleneck pistol cartridge should make a comeback. Like 
what was the seven six two by twenty five Tokarev? That's a bad bitch. Yeah. There's like three fifty seven Sig. That's kind of like a bottleneck pistol cartridge, right? I mean, and all every bottleneck pistol cartridge you see is kind of a hot rod for what it is. But all those rounds are yeah. so goddamn small. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing with you, but what if you had like a, uh, CZ shadow two and seven, six, two by 25 toker. That'd be a bad son of a bitch. Oh, I don't know anything about 25 toker. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't sure. Sounds good. It does, it does awesome. sound nice. <laughs> the, uh, the, the YouTube's is 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 uh, the comments are really busy over in the on the YouTube channel. Yeah, I'm loving yeah. that. Um, we'll make an LCP three and thirty super carry, so an actual ac- actual micro, right? Uh, and that's where I think that could really benefit from. You know, that's what could really benefit from this cartridge, right? Um, two, two fellows here, CS and, and Juan both said that SIG was planning to make a 360, uh, P365. They announced it in January of 21, but, uh, said it'd come out in April or March, but it never did. Interesting. A spacer in the nine mil mags, huh? Oh, so they were just going to put a thick ass follower in that bitch and call it a day. <laughs> huh? Yes, yeah, fair that, enough. That could be the case then. Or they were waiting to release it for this or pulled back on that. That would make sense. Maybe. <laughs> or I guess they put the spacer in the back of the mag to make up the distance for the missed length. I don't know, but yeah, that would, that would make sense. Cause if Sig knew, you know, prior to they're like, well, piss on this 380 piece of shit. I'm we'll sure. I'm, for this new- I'm sure they did know. That's I'm sure yeah. federal just, <laughs> I'm right. Sure, they went around to all these guys like, "Hey, this is what so, we're doing. We want you in on it." So right. realistically, or do you? Let's say this is everything they that they say it is. Let's let's say it is is a kick ass little cartridge, um, good ballistics, um, better capacity than nine mil. Where do you see? Where do you see this going? I mean, do you see this? Uh, is it something that could possibly overtake a three eighty or you know be an actual competition with nine mil? Because for so long, 45 and 9 mil were like, you know, the carry cartridges. And I feel like 9 mil has since says, well, kind of left 45 in the dust. I mean, that's not really. I love how we don't even discuss 40 Smith and Wesson here. (laughs) (sighs) Just makes my heart happy. I feel good inside knowing we haven't even spoke of it. We're reasonable men here, Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) I think. Sam, I think that it will be a contender. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think it will be a contender if it gets good firearm support uh, because, you know, good manufacturer support because a lot of these, you know, wildcat cartridges for, for rifles, like, well, of course, I don't know, because they came out with Federal released the 224 Valkyrie deal, didn't they? And that uh, really fell on its fucking head. It's still a thing. 
I know it's still a thing, but it's just not. It's not huge. Worth a shit. No, six point five Grendel is way more popular than two twenty four Valkyrias for long range AR fifteen platform stuff. And I think the six millimeter arc is really getting some popularity too. Even probably more so than the two twenty four Valkyrie. Right. I forgot about Um, the arc. Well, even and on along the lines of the 224 Valkyrie was 68 SPC. That really had a rise in like 2017, probably 2016, 2017, 68 SPC was like, it's going to be the army's new cartridge. Everybody should switch over to it. There's going to be military surplus soon. And then it was like, well, sorry. Right. It just kind of disappeared. All the hog hunters were using it, you know, it was getting gaining a ton of popularity and it just vanished. So where do you see this one going? You see it? I mean, obviously this is a first, the first day that we've heard anything about it, you know, so it's pretty early in the game to, you know, say anything, but where do you see it going? I would like to see it succeed. There's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's super early. If it gets decent firearm support, and it actually performs like they say it does. And, and of course, there's a lot of other ways that it... I mean, we have four fucking <laughs> stats here about how it performs. There's a whole lot of other, other ways to look at it as well. But yeah, if, well, it, if it performs, I, I see 380 going by the wayside. I mean, there's no real mm-hmm. point to it anymore. Yeah. And Dr. Juan right. here said Remington today released its 100 grain... 30 super carry. So it was not such a well-kept secret. So even Remington is in on the, in on the shtick too. So if you got a couple ammo manufacturers and some good fire manufacturers behind it, I think it could go and, you know, go the distance and really become kind of a, a good standard option. Yeah. Um, uh, CS makes a good point. He says, I love the idea of a gun that is not mimicking police or military. And that's one thing that federal made a big deal of when they, they're about their release video for this, that it is not, this was not like nine mil 45. <laughs> all those were taking those from the military and police and, you know, putting them into service for civilians where this, this is actually designed specifically for, uh, civilians. Not that that really matters that much, but it's an interesting, it's an interesting thought. Um, CS also says now we wait for the Glock 49 in this caliber. Well, well, that'll come out like 10 years down the road after we beg Glock for it for the, for the next decade. But, um, we'll see, I guess. Do they so, offer any three? And it'll, Are there and it'll any... be like, a, it'll carry like 10 rounds of this new super. <laughs> right, right. We'll have to get, they'll we'll fuck it up somehow. We'll have to get aftermarket mags for it. Right. Are there, there's 380 Glocks, right? 42. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, the 42. There's more than just the 42, but yeah. What else? What other 380 Glocks are there? The double stat, the 27. No. 27 yeah. is 27 is a no that's a 45 <clears throat> there's well, 26 is a nine mil and the 27 is a 45 i believe um 27 is a 40 oh 27 is a 40 so is it a 25 i don't know 
Don't know. No, Sam's right. Damn it. I hate when that happens. Just the 42. <laughs> yeah. I was pretty sure it was Fuck. just the 42. For some reason I thought they had a, uh, 20, like Glock 26 version he, of it. But. CS Glock. CS says Glock 25 is 380. Double I don't even it. see it. I'm looking on their website right now and I can't find, I click on calibers, 380 auto Glock 42 only. They option. might not produce it anymore. Yeah, it's possible. Um, I don't know, but I think I think I think we need to keep an open mind just because technology is advancing, and eventually we are going to have better calibers, better, better. Because nine mil was created way back when, you know, how long has, has nine mil been around? Eventually, there's got to be some caliber that that competes in all in all of the the categories that nine mil, nine millimeter shines in. Um, whether this is the one or not, who the hell knows, but, uh, I mean, it's gotta happen eventually. Right. I mean, just technology advancing, you would think maybe this, yeah. maybe this is a, a bad comparison, but you remember when they started moving away from putting V eights in trucks and they started putting in things in like, Oh, Ford, four liters, ecotechs and stuff like that. And then, V8s now we're down to are, 2.3 liter. V8s aren't really that common anymore, and all these trucks are still putting out a lot of fucking power, but with smaller engines. So it's kind of, and it's, I mean, cell phones, computers, shit like that. Computers used to take up entire fucking rooms. Things are just getting smaller and faster and better. And I don't, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if firearms and ammunition will be the same way, but. I mean, it's reasonable to think that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, he, CS also says the Glock 25 was not for U.S. markets, which, which would explain why we have no recollection of it, Johnson. Which is, that's funny because I said, you know, that I was like, oh, the 26. And you're like, no, the 27 is 45. And I was like, well, would it be the 25? So there is some actual sense to their numbers. None of us just know what the fuck that <laughs> sense is. <laughs> yeah. Josh, yeah. I, Josh, I'm not saying V8 is uncommon. I'm just saying the smaller engines are becoming more prevalent than V8. Yeah, the turbocharged four and six cylinders are becoming a thing. Um, and I actually heard the other day that Dodge was actually going to go to like all twin turbo V6s within like the next five or 10 years. Dodge, who has been pushing these Hellcats and Hellfit crate engines and all these supercharged V8s and this whole, you know, return of the muscle car thing and all this horsepower and the, you know, they're through all the Durango. They got like the Jeep Trackhawks. They've got the Durangos. They've got the TRX, all the shit that they're putting supercharged V8s in. And they're like, yeah, we're going to go with twin turbo V6s from now on. Well, really though, I mean, they're still twin turbo. It's not like it's, I get it's that, <laughs> but it's like, you can't have, you can't say we're going to build the most badass American muscle car. What does it got for it? Well, it's a turbocharged four cylinder. That's right. That's not how that fucking works. My friend, the Mustangs, like, do you see somebody with a, twin turbo V six Mustang and go, that's a muscle car. Talk about American muscle. Mm. That nice, even sewing machine hum of a clean V six 
eco-friendly. No, yeah. <laughs> it's just not a thing. Yeah. Um, um, I want to, I want to kind of address this Enrique Viana. He's obviously he's been messaging from Brazil and stuff. And he's saying weapons and ammunition are difficult to access. We suffer with this government. I think it's, I, I just want to kind of touch on this because it's really interesting that somebody from Brazil has somehow stumbled upon our dumb asses to, um, you know, listen to us and, and hear us kind of talk about these topics. And, um, I think, you know, our name being life short, live free. I think people in these situations, you know, who are seeking freedom from their government, you know, I think this is, it's interesting, like our name, life short, live free, right? It kind of speaks to people who are in that situation. And it's, I've just been looking at this comment, you know, thinking about it, like, it's pretty, we're pretty lucky that we get to sit here and bullshit and talk about the most random stupid shit. And yeah, we're all just playing with guns on our desks and yeah, (laughs) you know, yeah. But somebody who's actually watching is like in a place where this shit isn't normal. The shit, it's hard to come by this kind of stuff, you know? So it's right. I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. We appreciate you listening and watching and we, yeah, we absolutely wish you guys the best in Brazil. And I know that Brazil is not a, not always a fun place to be, I guess. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. Um, but as far as government and, you know, oppression of people, I know it's not a great place. Um, so we wish you the best and I hope you do, you know, get some, have some way to protect yourself and, uh, you know, basically live as free of a life as you can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We appreciate you hanging around, man. Um, and that, now that I think about it, that does gotta be kind of weird. You know, I'm sitting here playing with a, a Glock 45. I got a freaking a Barrett 50 cal sitting in the background. This, you know, can you imagine coming from a country like that where you're not even allowed to have a freaking slingshot and, and here we are freaking playing with this shit. So, um, Frost says funny to enter alive and see people talking about my country. Frost, are you from, we must you be from Brazil too. Trending in Brazil right now. Are we, are we so free, free trending in Brazil. Son of a gun. God damn it. We're world famous. <laughs> Well, we appreciate you. <laughs> appreciate you stopping by, guys. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anything else to say? I, I I forgot where we even were. What we, we were talking about? We on some wild tangent about the V8 pickups and shit, and then all of a sudden, I saw that I'd just been looking at this comment for a while and had to had to speak on it a little bit because it's I didn't want it to just get past my feed of comments and I forget about it. Cause it's, I don't know. I just think that it is, uh, it's kind of a little, you know, gives me a little reality check to think like, 
we do kind of take our freedoms for granted sometimes. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, Frost says he searched for info on, uh, on 30 super and this live showed up. Um, yeah, we just were kind of finishing up the talk about that. So if you go back 15 minutes or whatever in the video and you kind of get a, kind of get a short or, you know, what we know about the, the round at least. So, which is, which is not a ton. <laughs> Admittedly, not much. We're pretty <laughs> stupid people. Not much, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll give our opinions on it and what we kind of talk about how, how we see it going and what we think it's, what our opinions are of it, I guess, and where we think it'll head in the next few years. So. Yep. Yep. But yeah, Bob, <laughs> it is nine thirty six. We better keep on a trucking, huh? Sure. Um, this next topic, I wasn't really sure if I wanted to talk about it or not. I mean, I, I do want to talk about it, but I did not. It's kind of a conundrum for me. There's been this this man who has just blown up over the last couple months lately. I'm sure a lot of you have seen him, this self-defense instructor, and it's and it's really bothered me why he's blown up so much. I don't really want to mention his name because I don't want to fucking... I'm bitching about this exact thing. And he's, right. bro- he's, he's blown up so large because people started bitching about how terrible his, his tactics and everything that he did is. And because everyone was bitching about him so much, he now has millions of fucking subscribers on YouTube so many like millions and millions of people <laughs> more know about him because people in the firearm industry in the self-defense industry kept bitching about him and just kept trolling him and going on his Facebook and sharing their shit and spreading the word about him everywhere. So now all these people that don't know any better have actually found this guy because he's blown. He's just, he's massive. Now there's fucking NFL players that do dances in the like a touch to end zone dance that are mocking this guy. He's just mm-hmm. fucking everywhere. And that, that bothers me. And so I, I wish I could say his name, but it kind of goes against everything that I'm standing for here. So I didn't really know how to talk about this. That just bothers me. We didn't stop. That was going to be the title of this, this podcast actually, before I decided to do the super carriers. Stop making stupid people famous. It's the fucking remember the cash me outside, bitch. It's that <laughs> yeah, all over again. That motherfucker is like a platinum artist now. For she's a million dude. You know who else just released a new song and is trying to make a shitload of money? The lady who fucking covered her head in fucking gorilla glue. Yeah, no bullshit. Had like I don't even know how many million views on YouTube. I was like. I'm, I was going to tell somebody about it the other day. I was like, nope, I don't want anybody else clicking on this shit. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's, I hate when people legitimately become famous and make lots of money on being viral, whether it's good or bad. They're just making a shitload of money. So they don't really care if it, any publicity is good publicity, right? So they're making shitloads of money because they're making money off of views, not off of good customer reviews. 
like most people make money, you know, happy customers, good product, good service. They're literally making money on getting clicked on. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, to box's point, I mean, I get it. I get what he's saying. Um, uh, but this guy, I think that he, this is one of those that it, it's almost so comically bad or, or is it, is it one that's kind of in the middle? Is it, is it not that comically bad that most people won't realize that it's absolute bullshit? No, it's or... comically bad, but people are fucking stupid and they fall for it. If you go to yeah. go to one of his YouTube videos, the comments are full of people supporting this motherfucker. Yeah. Dumb. Um, did you, so no, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt Sam. Go ahead. No, I, I, I didn't quite know where I was going with it, but I mean, <laughs> what were you going to say, Johnson? I just, I hate that even though there was a dude. So have you guys seen this video, this Kenji guy who went and took one of his courses? Master Ken. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 not master Ken. Kenji, the, uh, it was like, uh, oh. ex military or current military who basically just like, uh, he went to basically take the gun from the guy and he just shot mm-hmm. him a bunch of times with the airsoft gun, just backed up, yep. pulled the gun away from him, shot him. He's like, Hey dipshit. Anybody who knows anything about carrying a gun is not going to let you take the gun. You are going to get shot and you are not getting a hold of this gun. Like, this guy just made a fool of this guy and he came out and, you know, rebuttaled against this guy and the videos that were, you know, released of him doing the training and stuff. And he was just a bad student. He was a terrible student. He wouldn't listen to anything I had to say. Yeah. And it hasn't yeah, cause you're a fucking idiot. I watched, I watched that video and one of his, his excuses was <laughs> he lied about his background. Like he didn't know that, that he had been in the military and that he had, trained with jujitsu or any of that shit like oh so what, what you difference mean, does that make you, the guy attacking you on the street you're gonna stop him and ask him for, for his fucking background excuse me sir can i have your uh mixed martial arts credentials please <laughs> <laughs> like what and yeah, and I people mean, bought that shit in the comments just outpouring of support for that you're like thank you for showing all these naysayers wrong like how do you Ugh, you fucking yeah. people about gives you a brain aneurysm looking at anybody who like appreciates this guy, you know, I guess uh, to Johnson's point, what he said a little bit ago about drives them nuts about people going viral for stupid shit. I mean, um, as far as like the cash me outside girl and all that absolute ridiculousness, that has never bothered me. I guess I just view that as similar, similar to like winning the lottery. I mean, Okay, uh, great. You know, and, yeah. and, and, and most people that that happens to like, let's be honest, like she may be rich, but every, uh, you know, everybody that everybody knows she's, she's a freaking dunce. She's not well-respected. It's just, it's just, it is what it is. And that's, that's okay. Why does she I care? Mean. She doesn't, but why do you care? That's what I'm saying. It's like, if you're if you're one of those people, you're too fucking stupid to know that literally people are making fun of you is why right. you're making a shitload of money. And they're like, oh, give a fuck. I got a brand new fucking Rolls Royce, a three million dollar house. You know, they don't give a fuck. 
no, but like, but why should you? That's the other question. But uh, oh, it just yeah. On but I understand where Box is coming from because at this point, like he's an idiot and they're making him famous. But uh, you know, normally I would say who the hell cares, but he is giving bad information to people. So it's, yeah, and it's not just giving bad information; it's literally giving people bad information that could get them hurt or killed. Right. But I mean, really are people, I guess people are paying attention to YouTube, like for self-defense stuff, you know, yeah. I suppose. People but, fucking learn everything of their lives on YouTube anymore. You gotta remember most people don't, aren't like us and don't think like us. They take. Common sense ain't so common. Yeah. They take that shit on YouTube as fucking. They're the same people who read something on Facebook and swear to God, it's the truth. The second they read it, mm -hmm. no matter where it came from, no matter who shared it, no matter what they read a post on Facebook and that is gospel. So box, your point was stop making famous people stupid, but does it, I mean, what? it was actually stop making stupid people famous. Most famous, famous people, people are stupid. stupid. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that was a good majority. Uh, but but what about if it's shared in a way that's like, hey, this is wrong. This is stupid. Don't fucking do this. You know, that still gets gets that out there to people. So, it's, it, you know, like it, Johnson said earlier, any publicity is bad. Bad publicity. It's a tough word for me to say, because that's what? how that's publicity. How, you mean any publicity, any publicity is good. good publicity. Yes, yes, that's yeah. yes. That because that's how it all started. It started with the self-defense mm -hmm. and firearm industry trolling this guy. And sharing it all over their Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and all that shit saying, this guy's a fucking fool. And it gets shared more and more and more. And then the people that don't know any better eventually get to see it. And they're like, ooh. And the message of this guy's a fool has been lost in translation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I will. And you got to remember that when on social media, all we do is play a big ass game of telephone, right? Mm-hmm. So you start with one message on this video and it goes out and gets shared 28,000 times. The message at the end user of that is not the same message that you started with. Right. So, so box, what are you, what are you suggesting we should do then? Oh, I don't have a fucking solution. Like Josh said in the, in the comments, you'll never stop that. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. we won't, I mean, we can do our damnedest and maybe we'll can convince a few people that, Oh, that's a that's an all right point. Maybe I should stop doing that. But for the most part, the majority are just going to keep doing whatever the fuck they want to keep doing, and yeah. st stupid people are going to keep becoming famous for stupid shit. You know, and it's and it's funny because I remember like when Jackass came out, I was like, I cannot fucking believe these guys have gotten famous for doing this. Right. That's so fucking dumb. I'm going to hurt myself and make a complete ass of myself and just be a total fucking moron. I'm going to be famous. Well, I, I think that like it just, does, it's, it just doesn't make sense to me. That's been going on forever and ever and ever, you know, even, you know, since before the internet though, you know, um, oh, yeah. human nature is just kind of drawn to that absolute ridiculousness, I believe. Um, but I think I think the more more important thing is don't get your 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 self defense instruction from YouTube. 
that's from us included this yeah. don't freaking listen like get find someone that knows what the hell they're talking about in person uh, take a class you know a, a person that is, has credentials that know what the hell is going on and and learn correct uh tactics rather than you know just watching a facebook video when this guy's got a gun to your head and, Oh, I know how to do that now. So if the, you know, the bank gets robbed while I'm in there, I'm going to freaking save the day. You know, you're going to get shot in the chest and, and bleed out with a sucking air chest wound, you know? So uh, just, just find the correct the people that, that are doing stuff right and, and learn the right way for, rather than from these <laughs> lunatics that are teaching this shit. I think one thing that could be a dead giveaway and maybe I'm wrong. Cause I, I'm just a stupid fucking dude. If the self-defense instructor, if the self, uh, particular method that you're watching, like a lot of the method methods or most of them that this guy that we're talking about is doing looks effortless and easy, it's probably bullshit. Violence and self-defense is not fucking easy. It's not effortless. You're going, you're going to fight for your life and it's going to be fucking ugly. It's not just turn around and take a gun from somebody. That's not how it fucking happens. You're going it's, to get shot. It's like yeah. that that one video where the guy, I don't know if you, you two ever saw this, but it's a, the, same, the same thing. This guy is demonstrating self-defense techniques, but his his uh, a co- his apprentice is not playing along nicely. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, he's trying to disarm him with a knife or whatever, and he does all this stuff, and, then all, and the guy's just, like, fucking stabbing yeah. him. And then he tries to disarm him with a gun, and he's just, like, fucking shooting. And, like... That's that's not how that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Right. So moral of the story is find someone that knows what the hell they're talking about and and, and learn uh, correct, not from some jack off on Instagram or YouTube, including us. Yep. Some asshole with a. But I awesome promise vest. we will never try to teach you self defense techniques. No. <laughs> I no. promise we will never do that. No, we will hey. not. Maybe we should try. We could become famous, guys. Oh, <laughs> that's what we're that, all here for. Right? Maybe that's our problem. We're not stupid enough. God damn it! We're, I figured it out. We're too smart boy, to be famous, guys. Something. We're, we're right in the we're right in the middle. We're we're not dumb enough for people to pay attention to us, but we're not smart enough to gain notoriety. We're painfully yeah. average. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been thinking about this. I know who to blame, who's to blame for all this virality, the viral people taking off and stuff. Who's that? It's that goddamn Bob Saget. <laughs> America's funniest home videos. That's where it all started paying yeah. these morons to get the funniest shit on film. Yeah. Oh, the good old Bob Saget. I remember watching that shit at my grandma's back in the freaking nineties. Motherfucking Bob Saget. Who the hell was the host before Bob Saget? There was another guy before Bob Saget. It was probably his fault. I thought he was was the original. There was another one after Bob Saget is. He's the only one. I Yeah. That was, that was my understanding of it. But then again, we didn't have a TV, so we're not, we weren't privy to all that information. We just could watch it at grandma's house. (laughs) true uh good times good times okay well i suppose that's that's all we have for you folks tonight we appreciated we obviously had a lot of new listeners tonight over on youtube i think we appreciate all you guys stopping by we always love new listeners chiming in on the conversation and stuff like that for the rest of you thanks for stopping by 
Uh, be sure to listen to our to our entire catalog of podcasts on most major podcast providers and also on our website, lifeshortlivefree.com. If you enjoy what we do and want to help support the show, check out our Subscribe Star page for exclusive content and other benefits. If you want to get more involved with the community, check out our forum on lifeshortlivefree.com. If you aren't aware, this show, Gears and Beers, is streamed live every other Wednesday night at 8.30 Central Time on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and our website. We would love for you to come out and get involved in the conversation. Be sure to check out our sponsors, Shyworks at Shyworks.com and Facebook, and Ballistic Imagery at BallisticImagery.com and Facebook. And that's the show, folks. That's all we have for you. Take yep. it away. Yeah, thanks for sticking around, guys. Like Box said, there's a lot of new people. If you are new here, hit the subscribe button on YouTube. We'll be back in two weeks, as usual, every two weeks, Wednesday night, 8.30 Central Time. So make sure you're make sure you're subscribing so you can see us next time. But until then, until we talk to you next time, remember, life short, live free. God bless. God bless the United States of America. And defund the ATF. And repeal the NFA. Grow food. Become ungovernable. Milk goats. <laughs>